I'm Maddie. And I am Ryan of the Mutant Ages, a show. Oh, uh, what's that? I, I don't know. Who am I? Why am I here? Well, I can tell you. The Mutant Ages is a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men and we finished X-Men the Animated Series. We watched the final episode, Graduation Day, and we are going to tell you about it right here on this very podcast. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the gooey corny day and you know what it really fits the mood of this episode because graduation is like it's really sad it's really intense it's really it intense. made me feel a lot of feelings everybody's like having a rough time mentally because the news is horrific and we're dealing with major injustices in the world that are in some cases finally being addressed and in some cases still not being addressed in the way that they should be but you know the the recognition is there so we're all having a time in in the united states of america here and this freaking episode is about that it is about that and it's heavy as shit i was not prepared for how emotional this would hit me and I, I I went on Twitter afterwards. I seriously it took me an hour and a half to watch this episode because I could not stop sobbing because it was too yeah. real. It was too real and that and that the X-Men the animated series and that the X-Men as a whole and its political allegories are so spot on and like the fact that they were trying to feed this to children in the 90s I think is a like a very big reason why a lot of us are standing up for shit now. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of other shows could have done stuff like this and didn't, though. And I, I just think it's cool that this show was talking about these yeah. issues. And I think for kids. it's just it's it's crazy. I, I just was not expecting to have this emotional experience with it. Maybe I don't know if it would have had the same effect on me if we watched it at a different time. If the Probably fight on justice wasn't know, happening, though. you know, I. <sighs> I, it, it might it, it maybe not i mean you like summarized the episode for me before i saw it right. and so i sort of expected not to cry but then i still did anyway yeah. so honestly i don't know and there's like um, so I many think- parts in this that just i mean we're gonna get to it but it just like it made me walk away i've been I, it's been 24 hours since i watched it i gave myself like a full day and like i'm still thinking about this episode an episode that as a kid i was like oh xavier's dying womp womp fuck xavier but really in this i don't i I, typically i don't like xavier but i think in this i was like kind of like wow i mean i feel bad for him i feel like what is happening here to him and to the x-men and the x-men don't even know how to deal with what's even happening it's just well i mean i think this episode really epitomizes the whole respectability doesn't work like trying to play by the rules doesn't work which is 
as it turns out, the lesson of the entirety of this series, which, which is we can so talk about intense. when we get to our like, wrap-up. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just like we watch this whole episode, we get to the end of it, and it turns out that everything the X-Men has spent the past five seasons doing does not work. work. And like... That is like, such. That wild, is so that's real. And the conclusion. I know. Is that I'm like, like. I get emotional thinking about it again. It's like. It's like. <laughs> I can feel it in my throat. It's just. It. I was not expecting to have such such an emotional reaction to this and i think but i mean i think that's part of why i felt sad watching xavier die and like watching his speech which was the thing i cried at which i was like what the fuck i'm crying about professor xavier but it's well, because, because it's because he's recognizing it's because he's failed essentially yeah and he's like i don't i i guess you could argue he realizes that he's failed perhaps i mean who who knows you can sort of interpret the episode in a few ways but but i feel like the episode as a whole is showing you that there has to be a further push than what the X-Men have been doing. My God, somebody, because I tweeted about it and somebody on our Mutant Ages Discord, so if you already aren't in that, you should go join it now. They said, Absolutely. they said they went and watched it after they saw my tweet and they're like, wow, you weren't kidding. That was really intense. And they're also yeah. like, there is no resolution at the end of this episode. Everything's just no. fucked. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like, it's clear that the show intended to continue. Right. Like, this is a cliffhanger. It ends on a huge, unresolvable cliffhanger, which I don't know if they intended that. I don't, I haven't I mean, finished reading the so book yet because questions. I wanted to wait until we uh, finished the entire show before I finished reading the making of book, but I, I will finish reading it um, so that we can talk about it. But, I just, I don't know. It's fascinating that this is how they chose to end the show because, like, real life is unresolved. I mean, who the fuck well, knows? But I also what's think it's like next. it very leaves things open ended, which we'll talk about when we get there. But I think it, it leaves things politically open ended where, like, no, the fight has to continue, basically. Yeah. And which like, is pretty real yeah we should just talk about the episode because now now we've basically spoiled well i mean i don't know so uh, there's i can't even say previously on the x-men because previously on the x-men is covered as part of one of the scenes in here that we're about to go into because like we're gonna see clips of every single episode that we've watched it's like it all comes together uh, honestly beautifully in this i i yeah we're outside of some sort of government government building yeah i think it's i think it's the senate i don't know though yeah. it doesn't really fully matter and so there's some anti-mutant protesters outside and they there are some cop cars and everything and it turns out they're protesting some type of bill that's being introduced by gyrick fuck who, this guy i know it's fucking gyrick so he's back um anti-mutant guy i guess we could explain who he is although it doesn't really matter for for our purposes but um he's there and he's in the voiceover and talking about how he's been trying to warn everybody for years about how bad mutants are. And then he shows all this TV footage of like previous times. Yeah, and and he also brings up, he's like, they're destroying shit. They've cost thousands in property damage, which was a question that we had always asked. Fuck you, I was like, but he spins it. Property is not people. And I'm just like, it's bringing me the fuck back. But anyway, he shows us all these pastimes that mutants have been nearby when like horrific things have happened. Like he's like London 1993, which I think, I think that was the four horsemen episode. So I think this was like apocalypse doing some bullshit and the X-Men had to stop him. That's right. And then he shows like some footage of asteroid M, which is like, obviously that was another situation that got co-opted by somebody for their own ends. And then like he shows this other thing where um, they're in the Soviet union and they destroy the town. And, and uh, like even in each of these, cases i'm like okay but that was omega red that wasn't the x-men's fault but it doesn't matter because gyrick is using all this footage he's basically using this footage 
and spinning it so he's like right. oh look it's mutants they're doing this which i mean yeah they're there but they're not like the they're not the people that are causing the problem you know it's like in most cases it's like the government you know yeah so he concludes by being like i've seen what these monsters can do don't be fooled by these bleeding heart mutant appeasers we're at war the human race must take measures to survive and we have to ratify the mutant containment bill which obviously is like some type of concentration camp bullshit yeah it's, so it's terrifying there. yeah xavier's here and by the way while he speaks we're this is when we get the very strong notion that everybody everybody's watching tv they're all watching this because whatever is happening right now is like coming to head during this debate this news debate so like we're saying like we'll see literally just two humans watching tv in their house and then it goes Mm -hmm. to like the morlock tunnels they're all watching it then it goes to another person's house with their kids eyes is glowing so like this now we have two human parents with like a mutant child and then there's just like a shot like of a shitload of mutants watching it so it's like it's very clear that everyone is watching this and this is Mm -hmm. this is where it gets so real but so xavier has this this uh situation where he says containment mr gyrick your precious bill speaks of taking innocent american citizens and treating them like prisoners of war there has been much strife between mutants and normal homo sapien humans, with mutants usually the victims. Mr. Gyrick's right. terrorists are actually heroes, risking their lives to save hundreds of thousands of innocent mutant and human lives, which is like, right. fair point, you know? Yeah, and then Gyrick just immediately is like, they're not like us, they don't want rights, they want to destroy us. And then in the audience, Logan and Beast and Scott are all watching this, like the actual live audience, like they're in the building as well. Yeah, along and with Beast Xavier. is like and really uncomfortable. And this, this. This, is, yeah. this is one of those moments for a character development situation where we know where Beast started at the beginning of this show, where he was like, yeah. he's like, okay, well, let's stick to the system, it will protect us. And he got so fucked by it, and he kept on trying to do the right thing. And throughout the show, we've seen him getting so angry with everything to the point where he's yeah. sitting here now and he's like i fucking hate this you know and he's like we shouldn't have even come to do this yeah. like he's just like this was a waste of our time right and then we go back to xavier and xavier's like mutants are human beings they wish equal protection under the law and by the way he's continuing to cough right and and beast had said this line also about how xavier has like gotten sick because he's been fighting so hard against this bill which like i guess i don't i, I don't think that's argue what that it that's is part of what weakens xavier to like what's about to happen next but well, i feel like it's not even it's just like part of the patchwork of this situation yeah, but also like, like as we find out this is like uncurable so it's almost like he's got mutant aids basically and it's like really yeah terrifying. i mean it's like or or even just beyond an aids metaphor which this show certainly does all the time and you could certainly read that here i just that the fight is killing him yeah like just in a literal sense like right. fighting to be seen as a person is killing him right and it's all he can do and that's just like that's where we're at that's that's where the show has taken us yeah so then gyrick um he starts accusing Xavier of being a mutant. This, this is this is this is where it gets. This is where it gets kind of fucked up. No, but also it gets. It, this is so real. This is like this is how like the Black Lives Matter movement started is because that this is something that is seen on TV and everyone just loses it and they're like 
fuck this, you know? Yeah. So Gyrick attacks Xavier with this weird remote that forces Xavier's powers to explode and like release this sort of pulse that everybody else in the room can feel, but right. mostly it's hurting Xavier and incapacitating him. Yeah, Gyrick also said, I always wondered why you were such a mutant lover, Xavier. Xavier the Great Speaker, friend of poor mis- misunderstood mutants. Could Charles Xavier right. be a stinking mutant himself? That's when he pulls it out. Also, Cyclops sees this and he's like, holy shit, this guy just pulled out a gun on Xavier. Essentially, yeah. And like, it's some sort of weird device that forces Xavier's powers to manifest in some form. And it turns out, we learn later, that it's like a remote that was specifically attuned to the professor's brainwaves. I think Beast runs over and picks it up and notices that. Um, But Gyrick gets dragged out of the room by a couple of security guards, but it's too late. Now everybody knows that Xavier is a mutant. And also, he's passed out and like completely incapacitated by this remote that has like destroyed his brain yeah basically. i mean like this guy gyrick just essentially murdered xavier on tv on live television which is yeah which is again how how things escalated and it's gonna it's about to happen here too and gyrick is screaming you see they're everywhere trust no one normal looking people who defend mutants are mutants themselves which oh right. my god that that was like too close to like the back in the 90s when like if you were like a sympathizer to the gay community they're like well that must be because you're gay gay. yeah yeah and like you're also therefore disgusting i mean there's there's a lot of parallels we can draw here but this episode is just going for it i mean so they go ahead and hop in the blackbird because xavier is on the brink of death here i mean he's basically like brain dead yeah right and wolverine's just like He's dead. Wolverine's like, he's already dead. Yeah. Like, it's already fucking done. And Beast is the one who's like, for once, your extraordinary senses are wrong, Logan. The professor's determined mind is still fighting. And then Logan is like, why didn't we see this coming? Gyrick's been after us for years. And then Scott calls Jubilee from the the plane. This is crazy. Get the med lab ready, like, as soon as you can. And just get a video to Moira McTaggart. And we'll just do everything we can. I like like how Cyclops is also like, Jubilee. He calls Jubilee to be like, Jubilee, please call Moira. And I can imagine julie being like why didn't you just call moira but whatever <laughs> well it's because she has to set up the skype call that's like, true in the med I mean, lab so. at some point in this in this show jubilee has just become a nurse in the med lab like I, this is not the first time she's been specifically told to prep the med lab yeah i'm sure she's an old hand at it now and i mean by this point jubilee's like older so i guess it all makes sense yeah and by the way gambit's flying the plane and yes. gambit's just like what the f- fuck is even happening back there and cyclops is like, like shut, shut up, up and fly it's like what so then we go to to um, genosha genosha yes and so yes. sunfire and feral are the two characters who we kind of need to care about here so as far as we know they're just some mutants who are hanging out on genosha well, no i think what's happened here is that the whole concept of free genosha has happened and yeah. now genosha is like a, it is just sort of it a is, mutant haven but like right magneto, because magneto has taken over there, it but he's not yeah. really a leader of it we, we kind yet. of we we aren't really told this we're sort of shown this over a series of scenes which i thought was interesting so I sunfire so is talking to these other mutants on genosha and he's like they attack xavier on live tv magneto was right all along the humans won't rest until we've all been wiped out and feral is like that was just one deranged guy we don't even know if xavier was hurt and sunfire's like doesn't matter don't you get it xavier was about as normal as we mutants get he was famous rich and human looking and someone went after him in front of the whole world this is when i was like oh fuck I, yeah like, it 
I started getting, this is when I started to cry. I was like, no, fuck, no. Because this is kind of how it works. Like it's, it has to be an injustice that, I mean, this is horrible, but it has to be an injustice that is clearly visibly bad enough where the person seemed innocent enough that like the fact that they were killed is, is what causes people to finally be like, no more. And that's sort of what we see in this episode, at least with Xavier, because it's like Xavier was the most respectable possible person when it came to the mutant problem. He was also closeted as a mutant. Like he didn't yeah, I, even tell I guess anyone. I never realized that until right now. I was like, oh, was he not out about yeah, that? Yeah, I didn't realize it either. But like they make it pretty clear here, and I was like, that's interesting. Like I guess he was just seen as a mutant advocate, but he was like in the closet and like really played it super straight, played it by the rules. Like he lives in a mansion. Like the list goes on. Like he's the I most know, privileged possible person, and even he was basically murdered on TV. So like, oh, I mean that's that's what happened and magneto is stewing by the way he doesn't there's a lot of shots where magneto does not have lines we clearly see and i I appreciate this little like fortress of solitude yeah it was it was intense to watch because you know what magneto is thinking he's like he's angry yeah he's so angry and he's like i am done like i am done with this shit and that's like oh it's funny so then we go back to the x mansion where all the x-men are like freaked out and like this is like everybody's just crying like storm and jubilee and rogue are just drinking coffee you know like when your family gets together when there's a death in the family and they're just standing there like trying to pretend things are normal and it's just like there's this weird feeling because like this person you all love just died like that's what's going on here and storm's like talking to jubilee because jubilee is freaking out she's like rightfully so and she's just like i what's even happening and storm's like it's okay jubilee professor xavier is in good hands and jubilee just screams don't treat me like a kid i can handle the truth because i think jubilee is like fed up she's like she's like if he's fucking dead tell me like yes. you know yeah and then rogue is like easy sugar storm's just saying what we're all hoping because like all of them are basically lying to themselves in this moment and being like, we're okay. Xavier's going to come out of this. Like he's not brain dead. We're going to fix it somehow. But like, yeah, Jubilee thinks they're talking down to her, but it's actually that they're trying to convince themselves. That right. Everything yeah. is okay. And it is not, <laughs> it is like very it is, clearly it, not things, things. I mean, it's a lot to take in. Cause this is like, as much as we dislike Charles Xavier, this is their leader. This is somebody who has been trying to and help them. And he's innocent in this situation. Like, he, he is, was just he's killed trying, for no he, reason. For yeah. what it's worth, he is trying to fight for mutant rights, right? Yeah, he doesn't go as far as we'd like him to go, but that is also no, the argument that this episode makes. It's going to make, but, like, all the, these characters are just, like, suffering this trauma where not only it was him getting attacked, he was attacked on television, and they're, they know that things are now going to like break out into protests and get yeah, worse and they're and just I mean, like that's basically what sunfire and feral were saying that we kind of like skipped over is that they're like this is the time let's go to war like humans are yeah. now officially fucking done to us like, yeah we're i mean fucking like we're, we're fucking done shit. and yeah. then right and then downstairs beast is calling moira and yep. moira's is stating basically that xavier is beyond the help of medical yes. science and beast is like wait a second maybe our science is not the one that will work, but we could call Lalandra up. And Moira's just like, uh, no. how the fuck are you going to do that? She's not exactly across the street, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then Beast is like, Jean can maybe use her powers. And Jean's just like, sorry, nope. Hank, I'm not the Phoenix anymore. And without that power, I'm a useless redhead. Uh, but that's not true. She actually does have some good moments in this. Yeah, she this, does, but, but she can't call Lalandra. She doesn't have she enough can't. power to do that, which I don't, buy it but okay and this I version of either. gene like, can't do it for some reason sure. i don't even know they basically explained that uh 
I th- Xavier and Landra have a special psychic link mm-hmm. that that I it's just funny because I think Magneto then like taps into it and I was like wait yes. does that mean that like Xavier and Magneto have a special psychic link too because I that's so. amazing this, by the way this episode is very gay it's been a oh, while but no, this, since this, we had this, a no, it's not even app. like it seems gay it just, it just is, is like gay. they out Magneto in this I know anyway so speaking of Magneto we go back to Magneto who's standing on his dramatic balcony on his dramatic tower and so Sunfire and Feral are looking up at the tower they can't see Magneto up there and Sunfire is like he just sits up there alone in his huge empty fortress why won't he lead us and then magneto finally steps forward and all the other mutants in genosha are like yelling for him and they're like they're like lead, lead, us, us. lead us fucking do this shit like now is your time and magneto yeah. basically concedes and is like you're right this is oh it. yeah I, I, I wrote down all of his i wrote down all his monologues because they were all very good magneto steps out and he says friends our moment in history has arrived we have all felt the sting of human hatred seen disgust smoldered in their eyes we have groveled and hidden like beaten animals anxious for a crumb from a master we have lived too long in darkness and fear no more nature has made us superior we are the living future of this planet this world is ours now take it and then he's like i think it's i think it's a really good fucking speech honestly i mean <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it worked like i mean it. like that's that's where we're, we're at right now mutant, that know? is where we're at right now we're like no Fuck we're done you. being treated like shit no yeah so then we go to trish trish tilby okay this is by the way this is the this is when like i had already started crying but this is like this is the scene that i had to go back and watch like 22 times to just write down what was happening because i would have to write down like part of a sentence s- stop cry rewind try and do it again like this because this is i got you bud i wrote it so i know i know but like this hits so close to home because like the imagery they're showing here yeah is insane it's like literally like cops showing like the mutants rising up and protesting the cops showing up and beating them the national guard like coming in and getting involved it's like then they're like they show countries around the world where this is happening yeah i mean so basically i mean do you have the do you have you already written it down um so mutants have taken to the streets in detroit where motor city police have called on the national guard to put a stop to the rioting in hong kong human mutant clashes have caused authorities to impose martial law still no official word from the mutant occupied cities of tehran and sonata and duluth but it is believed that these are spontaneous, unorganized events. Experts say the mutant rebellion will quickly dissipate unless it finds a leader, someone able and willing to turn angry rioters into disciplined troops. Meanwhile, a convalescing Charles Xavier had these words for his mutant brothers. By the way, it panned over to graffiti and like a shit that had been written everywhere where it just says like Magneto Magneto and like Viva La Magneto. And it's like, it was like that moment you were like, fuck magneto was right like we know that on this show but like this show basically admitting that like everything that had the x-men had been doing did not work and now it's time for magneto to be like no we're going to fight for our own human existence you know it's pretty it's pretty badass because like you know magneto's a holocaust survivor and you know he's like an old hand when it comes to political movements and just being like not being listened to and like as a character he just like is the old bitter man who's like 
I know I'm right about this and I'm yeah. just going to have to wait for you guys to see that this is bullshit and that we're yeah. going to have to kill some people who are trying to kill us before we get anywhere around here. I mean, it's and a- like he had to just wait five seasons <laughs> before people <laughs> were like, you know what? That guy, that guy who survived the Holocaust, he may have had a point about all of this. Uh, but yeah, his time has come. He's finally, yeah. he's finally gets to step forward and be like, "Hey, let's fucking like, let's like, get rid of these guys." Basically, <laughs> Quentin Quire was somewhere on the world watching this televised event, and he was like, "Fuck it," you know, like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So then Xavier appears, and it's crazy because Xavier's like, "My fellow mutants, if the attack of my person in any way has provoked you to violence, I beg of you, stand down. There are always peaceful alternatives. Lashing out like this, you become as bad as your oppressors." And we have Classic heard this a Xavier. thousand. Your monologue and we get to see scott and gambit and logan nodding in agreement at this broadcast as they watch it or so we assume they're nodding at the right. broadcast yeah um, and then it turns around and like there's a, there's a couple like goofy lines here which i yeah, didn't feel the, like with that trish is like so far professor xavier's message of peace has had no effect on the widespread yeah, which hysteria. i was like well, no of course it hasn't because yeah. like at this point everyone's fucking done and they're yeah. ready to fucking protest and be like no yeah. we deserve equal rights fuck you xavier yeah but then and then it turns out that xavier is just morph yeah who's there and well, because like, we know xavier is still in a freaking coma like he is not yeah we know present so i also, figured Wolverine's like morph. fanning himself over morph here I by know, the way he's like he's like you cute. are beautiful on tv morph uh, <laughs> so morph and logan are back together everything's yeah great. i mean that's how it happens but mm-hmm. you know what i i cried at this too because then cyclops says thanks morph you have, may have bought the planet some time but morph is not really like there for that he's yeah. just like hey if the world is falling apart i'd rather be here with my family basically yeah. and it's like yeah I get yeah, that. pretty much. And I mean, then Scott is like, okay, time to fight Magneto. And I was just like, well, we're not quite there Scott. yet. Yeah. I know. But like, first we go back to Xavier and like, Scott's like, how's the transmission going to Lalandra? And Storm's just like, uh, it's going to take months to reach her. And Professor may not even have hours. Like, what the fuck do you think? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like there, there's a lot of unspoken stuff from storm rogue gambit and jubilee in this where they're kind of not in agreement with cyclops in any of this and i think beast is trying to retain the peace between all of them that's kind of like the vibe i feel like is like a little in denial like he's the one who's still like we can save him we can save him like pretty much until the end like he's like we still got this we're gonna figure it out and then logan walks in and talks to scott and he's like you wanted to see me and scott is like i need your advice and logan goes first time for everything which i liked and scott goes gene just used her powers to do a psychic recon on the whole situation mutants are streaming to genosha you know what that means and logan's like magneto it's the chance he's waiting for and scott is like if we stop him or even slow him down his followers may lose heart and logan just goes yeah it's what xavier would have done and scott is like yes so and then logan is like so we have to fight our way through a few thousand angry mutants and then gene comes in and she's like or i use my force field and logan's like gene gene you're here (laughs) yeah and gene is like i was xavier's first student logan i'm not gonna let everything he worked for fall apart without a fight and logan is like out of the question we're not planning to make it back from this one psych tell her she ain't going and cyclops is like didn't do me any good and i'm just like man the three of you are on the wrong fucking side Uh, i said that too well they're gonna figure it out it's okay it's okay because i feel i was so 
Cyclops does not figure it out, but like on the plane ride that we're about to go into momentarily, Logan starts double thinking. And then yes. also it kind of turns out that Gene had already considered it. Yeah. Like that's the conversation we have to have. But first, I think this very important two line conversation happens between Rogue and Gamba as the yeah. Blackbird's taking off because they see the Blackbird. They know they're leaving. They know about this. And Rogue goes, I can't believe this is happening. And Gamba goes, believe it, Cher. It's going to be a long day. I think they voluntary chose not to go on this this mission i think they were like no we're in agreement with magneto right now that's kind of the vibe i was getting from this we're like and like rogue kind of being like i can't believe how fast everything is happening that's what happened here in real life right now like the everything happened so fast it's still happening and amping up you know and like rogue's like holy shit and like, you gotta you know, choose your side i mean this is yeah. like a situation where rogue and gambit have to choose their side too and be like right i think there's a very specific reason go? yeah i think there's a specific reason why rogue gambit jubilee and storm did not go on this mission i don't think i mean you I could think- argue that it's because scott wants to protect them but it's also true that like I don't know it's surprising that Logan even goes but it's also like these are the characters who most believe in Xavier's like peace only like violence is always bad and never fight back and just always always be respectful of everyone and yeah like, and it's crazy it's yeah. not okay and then this is where I think Gene turns Logan around on the subject because Cyclops is like flying them over Genosha and he goes remember we are going after Magneto only and Logan pops his claws he's like these will persuade him and Gene's like we can't kill Magneto yeah. stop yeah she's like she's like we're not here to kill anyone stop thinking that please yeah and then like then they fly over Genosha and Wolverine starts being like you really want to sure play it this way this? Yeah, yeah like like it basically took Gene like two seconds to turn Wolverine on that because I think Wolverine already wasn't convinced well I feel like Wolverine is kind of biased against Magneto for a few reasons which is sort of fair like I, I feel like his motivation here is like I'm just against Magneto Magneto's fucked around with me too much and so whatever but he's not really looking at the larger political picture because it's Logan and he doesn't yeah, really do Gene that is. but Gene I think is too and I think Gene might be questioning it I mean we sort of see her question it as the scene goes on scott is just a boy scout though and he's like we have to do what savior said oh no every <laughs> single moment through this i kept on screaming i f- fucking hate you cyclops that was really loud i'm sorry did you hear that <laughs> yes what was that that's thunder that just like crashed above my head and liars now hiding there's been it's a okay, lot of thunder so this is going to be a very dramatic episode everyone <laughs> i mean it was good timing it I was like the thunder it here scared too, me so. i mean like i couldn't even hear it all the way because the noise canceling has headphones but like it was really loud it shook the house so i was like holy shit yeah Okay, anyway, back to Magneto's weird tower. So Magneto sees the Blackbird flying in. He goes ahead and uses his powers to make it crash into the ocean. And he's like, bye. You can't fucking stop me, X-Men. Don't do this shit. I know. Magneto also says they were worthy adversaries, but they could never be part of our world. Yeah, because he knows they're just coming to stop him. So he's just like, like, bye. You're on the side of the cops. Goodbye, X-Men. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. (laughs) Good good call, Magneto. And then Jean turns out to float Wolverine and Cyclops to the ground but she does it really shittily she's like she that does. was too hard I was like oh my god Jean cannot do anything on I this know. show I cannot wait for X-Men Evolution where she actually does shit I know so so anyway they all crash land in Jean's little force field and so Scott is like are you sure we had to do that and Jean is like you know he was expecting us and now he won't be and Logan is like couldn't we have just painted the plane or something which I thought was pretty funny I thought that was funny and then Scott goes hey tough guy I thought you liked getting knocked around <laughs> and Logan goes 
I prefer to do the knocking. And I was like, and I'm like, Jesus. what? It's like, <laughs> like in the middle of mission, that like Cyclops and Wolverine are like still fucking on the side with Jean. Jean this is just, just like, takes X. out her riding crop and starts whipping them. And she's like, <laughs> boys behave anyway they yeah. all walk into the wilderness they find this encampment in genosha of like all these mutants who are sleeping in like a little camp and logan and scott and gene creep through the camp and then Farrell and sunfire see them and they're like hey we don't recognize you and logan's like it's a big island bub what are you on the yearbook staff or something and then Sunfire's like wait a minute i know you you've been to this island before but then they're all distracted really quickly because magneto comes out and he's standing on the balcony and he gives another speech yeah his, his speech here says my people it is time i have heard your cries for justice and i now answer that call coexistence with humans was a dreamer's delusion uh the strong must flourish you are the next step in man's evolution and it's like again i cried there i was like oh, jesus christ because like that lineup i have heard your cries for justice and i am here to answer that call like oh my yeah, god and also like clearly existing with humans was not gonna work for mutants yeah like yeah and so then meanwhile, the X-Men are like, okay, there's got to be hitting an entrance around here somewhere. And it's they got it, but it's just Wolverine clawing through a know, wall and then Cyclops blasting the open. That wasn't a secret entrance. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of dialogue here. And I wrote it all down because I thought it all was really important because they, they basically go into Magneto who's talking. He says, too long we have waited from this day forward. We shall be rulers. This is our righteous destiny. This is why. And Wolverine and Cyclops and Gene just like walk out on the cliff with them. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, hope we didn't come at a bad time. And Cyclops is like, we're here to talk to you while he's like punching his fist. And it's yeah. like. And so then Magneto is like, I applaud this miraculous resurrection, but nothing you could say would interest me. Which yeah, is, in like, like two seconds, epic. he like throws them against the wall with yeah, metal furniture. Like, Bye. I'm busy. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but here is the line that is so important. He says, Magneto says, after what they did to Xavier, why do you still fight me? Yes. And it's like, yeah, Good question, why? Magneto. Good question. <laughs> and Logan goes, he'd want us to, which is true, but like, God, don't fucking do this, man. So then Logan bursts free and he leaps on top of Magneto and Magneto just goes, the humans have condemned us all and throws Logan off of him. And then oh, Magneto shit. and Jean have like this sort of battle of electromagnetic powers and telekinetic powers. There's a lot of thunder. I'm leaving it all in. It's this is epic. like, I can't, did you hear me scream shit? That's going to be really loud. Yeah. <laughs> I saw like the flash. And I was like, uh oh, my dog is freaking out, by the way. I know. I'm sorry. You need some like CBD. Sorry, Lyra. Um, so then Scott goes, Xavier wouldn't strike first. He didn't give his life so that you could destroy everything he held sacred. Oh, that's wait. Let me go back. Yeah. Hold so on. Magneto we got, we got says, really distracted by the thunder. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So Magneto says we must strike first while we can. And then Scott says Xavier wouldn't strike first. He didn't give his life so that you could destroy everything he held sacred. And then we have this moment where Magneto realizes Xavier's dying. But before we get to that, it's sort of interesting that even Magneto is like, we have to strike first because I would consider the first strike to have already happened. And it was on Xavier. Like the humans already struck. Like at this point, like, fuck it. You've already tried everything. Like what yeah, else are you going to do? Like I, you, you, they are basically like outlawing being a mutant in like every possible way. So oh, like, I know. And it's like, so it. 
fucked up. And, and like, if the laws are immoral, then why do you have to follow them? You know, like it doesn't make sense. But anyway, it doesn't. Magneto- it's Cyclops. That's why I'm so mad at Cyclops through all this because he's like, no, we need to do what Xavier wants and keep this all peaceful. And if you are a mutant that tries to do something that's like a little violent against people that are trying to kill you, then we'll come kill you. And it's like this is <laughs> like Cyclops. It's terrible. I mean, I know that he eventually comes around to Magneto in the comics, yeah, like yeah. several decades later but like it takes them a Mm -hmm. real long fucking time you know i know i know but so then magneto realizes what scott just said about xavier and he goes what do you mean and scott is like xavier's dying and magneto says but i saw his televised message and scott goes that was morph xavier has only hours to live and then magneto just goes xavier dying and like walks off by himself for a second because he's like losing it obviously and Logan and Jean yeah. have a little conversation where Logan is like, what'd you hit me with, Jeannie? And Jean is like, I'm not sure. His magnetism intensified my psychic field, which is important and, and will matter in a second. So then Magneto is like sort of standing in the corner by himself. And he's like, a sad ending to a great life. Out of respect for Charles Xavier, I will let all of you live. Now go before I change my mind. Now, also, this is where Jean Grey, for the first time on the show has dialogue that sounds like Jean Grey. Yeah. Like, this is... Jean Grey, Jean Grey finally gets her actual moment besides the Dark Phoenix saga where she finally said what she felt, but, like, they're like, that was just the Phoenix. Nope, that was bad. Don't say what you feel, Jean. <laughs> so, first of all, this is where Jean... Okay, Jean... I don't want to hear people be like, Jean Grey doesn't out people because she's doing it right here again. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jean says, wait a minute. I just realized something. How much do you love Charles Xavier? Which it's like... Okay. There's no other way I can even take that at this point. Yeah. And Magneto says, how dare you ask me such a question? He was my only equal. I owe him my life. Which is basically being like, okay, so you guys are dating. Yeah. And Gene says, what would you do if you knew that you were the only one on earth who could save his life? And Magneto goes, do not play games with me. Gene says, a telepathic message to Lelandra is Xavier's only hope. You may be able to supercharge his mind, just like you did with mine. His brainwaves are electromagnetic. And then I love this line where Magneto says, you lie to torture me. My legions obey my command. Their body and souls to me. With a single word, I can remake the world. I cannot leave. Which, first of all, yeah, he can. Because, like, honestly... He's just going to continue once when he goes and like fixes Xavier. He's like, all right, kind to go back to protesting. Well, you know what I mean? Well, we don't know what happens at that point. I mean, well, I think what was going to happen is that I think Magneto was going to lead the X-Men because this is like what happens in the comic books. Right. We're at that point. Like yeah. we had just met Cannonball also, who right, was like right, one of the right. new mutants. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Cyclops goes, you know what you should do. And Magneto says, why now? My greatest enemy and perhaps my only friend, but I've waited all my life for this moment. And Cyclops is like, wouldn't he do it for you? And then Magneto just starts crying. I know. Which is like, oh my God, stop. So then we go back to the X-Mansion where we have to get ready to like continue sobbing through the, this episode. <laughs> I know. It's I know. like, it's like Xavier's like med lab or whatever. And Logan runs in, Logan runs, walks in and Jubilee runs over and gives him a big hug. And she's like, I missed you. And he's like, I missed you too. 
which is like really touching yeah scott comes in Beast says xavier is about to die basically that's yeah. what we're walking into and, and then they're Beast like, well, is like is our unlikely savior prepared to try so clearly they all knew magneto was coming so then well, they magneto probably called in. and they're like just so you know magneto's coming <laughs> over to us it's like <laughs> i know but also probably everybody was like that makes sense i mean they are boyfriends like i i feel like everyone should have expected I mean, this like well but that or it's like they're like all the experts stand there it's like okay magneto's coming and they're like well fucking duh we want him here you can leave Scott if you want, though. Yeah, like, yeah. And so then Magneto walks in and, and Beast is like, Xavier must make contact with the Shi'ar Empress Lalandra, but his mind is too weak. Focus your magnetic powers on his brainwaves and increase them in gradual increments. They'll beware if he should pass away while connected to you, the psychic stress may destroy you as well. Which and, happens because if you have a psychic connection with someone, that's what happens. And I was like, okay, so Magneto and Xavier also have a romantic link. And it's like so obvious here yeah and so magneto just immediately is like i understand and just goes ahead and does it like he's instantly like i'm willing to die for xavier just like right out of the gate i know i know which is crazy because considering what he's also trying to do at the same time but obviously this is like his boyfriend because he's in love with xavier and so then he uses his powers and everybody kind of like cringes at the impact and this beam extends out into space charles opens his eyes he's been healed it's like a blast of light that shoots out into light he's been healed or so we think and so then charles opens his eyes and then he has this monologue that i cried at and was like why am i crying like what's wrong with me but whatever it's fine everybody's crying i cried because of what you said before it's like he's realizing that he failed but also then he goes down the list of all the X-Men and everything he says about them is so true to their character and like what their fights even are and that like killed me it's a lot so then Charles goes hello Magnus surely you have more pressing business to attend to than nursing an old friend and Magneto goes nothing more important no I know and it's Xavier admitting like my way didn't work please go do what you need to do you know like that is what he is saying yeah that's a good point like he's basically like Magneto go fucking do your shit like this did not work out right and so then Xavier's like thank you it seems I have quite an audience I'm grateful to have the chance to say goodbye and this is the moment where you're like oh he's gonna fucking die okay yeah (laughs) and so then he's like Morph it's nice to see you home in facing your fears you have proven yourself truly an X-Man which is oh my god think about like the PTSD he faced I know but it's gonna be okay I know. (laughs) Gambit, how often must the scoundrel prove himself a hero before he believes it himself? Jubilee, you are the future. When I look at your face, I see hope. Storm, my beautiful storm, mighty as a hurricane, gentle as a summer rain. You honor me with your friendship. There's truly nothing else you can say to Storm. She's already fucking perfect. So literally, (laughs) all you can even say to her, like you you can't even give her an inspirational speech. Like I love that Xavier's line for her is just like, Storm, you're already perfect. Moving on. Well, but I think think it's... It is amazing, but also it's... It's a reminder that Storm is such a compassionate person. She is so strong, but yet she is so gentle and cut caring for those not only that like that she loves, but like for mutants, for people. And that like she's very Wonder Woman in this way, where it's like she's yeah. like, I could kill you with like my fist in like a second. Mm-hmm. And I have this crazy power that I have to keep at bay at all times. But I am gentle and I am loving and I am a loving person. Unless you enslave people, then I'm going to fucking kill everybody. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Wolverine's makes me cry, by the way. Yeah. Wolverine, loner, you have found a family. Wild Savage, you have found dignity. Cynic, you have found faith. Rogue, unable to touch yet look around you. You will find you have touched us all. 
Rogue cries. True. Everybody's crying. Gene Everyone's first- sobbing. We're crying. We're <laughs> sobbing. Gene, first in my heart, your courage allowed you to see things no other human ever has, yet remain the same innocent child I met so very long ago. I, I don't like, know about that All one. All right. Chill, Xavier. <laughs> please chill (laughs) and then beast is like is there anything i can do charles and xavier goes he quotes hamlet to beast which is the only thing beast would ever want to hear and he goes the friends thou hast and their adoption tried grapple them to thy soul with hoops of steel which basically just means once your friends have been tried in some way then you know they're your real friends and you should keep them close to you and beast just nods scott walks up and xavier is like scott were i your father i would tell you that no truer son could ever be i am proud proud of you all my x-men and then he basically fucking dies which is like what this is like worse than what david the gnome dies and turns into a tree yeah and so then lalandra shows up and tries to be like this is a kid's show so xavier's not really dead and i was like lalandra i don't fucking buy it i don't either but, and it's like okay. so she-ra by the way it's I like know. you know when somebody would die in she-ra and then somebody teleports in they're like luckily um, we have this magic plant you know it's like <laughs> yeah but lalandra's there to be like uh da, 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 da. so then she puts her hand on xavier's head and it's like glowing and everything and she's like human science can't do shit but xavier's actually gonna be okay it's just that he has to live in a shiar hospital bed for the rest of his life because like we can keep him alive but you can't so i'm just gonna quickly put him in my ship and fly away but he's not dead but he kind of is dead and everybody's sobbing and jubilee's like can he ever come back and then there's a voiceover while the shiar ship is is taking off from xavier who goes perhaps not in body my children but my spirit shall remain among you where it was always meant to be and then that's it that's well the final shot is all of them standing there with magneto which is which is a very interesting shot to end the series on yeah because it's like basically now magneto is going to leave the x-men is what what i took from it because that, that's what happens in the comic books because like xavier does go off to space with lalandra and then mm-hmm. like magneto takes over and he's like running the new x like the x-men in the 80s or like, like the late 80s Which, and the new mutants come in god i would have loved another season of this show where they... i mean who knows we might get that but i th- i don't know if it would even follow suit on that anymore or yeah. what would even happen like yeah it would I, re- be wild. I remember them talking about in that book like or I don't know. I think it was in the book where they were talking about how, like, if there was going to be season six, it was going to involve them driving around in a van with Cerebro on, which makes sense given where things are at in this, where it's like, okay, now we have to literally get out there. Yeah, and, like, be on the run. And, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that version of the world even looks like for them because... I mean, it, it, it's what our our followers said in the Discord chat where he where they said, shit's fucked. There yeah. isn't even a real resolution. It's just fucked. I mean, like, it's it's... It's crazy to end on this and just kind of see them all standing there with Magneto at their side and kind of like being like, not even if you don't say like Magneto's leave the X-Men because very well Cyclops and Storm are still just going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're like on the same side as Magneto now. You know what right. I mean? They're like, we're I all mean, together. The episode, I mean, that's how I would like to interpret it because I'm like, clearly there's no other recourse for, for the mutants in this version of the world. Like they have to fight back because there's right. nothing else they can there's, do here. I mean, there is nothing else they can do. I okay. I finished the episode, and as soon as I turned off, like as soon as I was done crying, I went <laughs> yeah. and ordered a Magneto was right shirt, which is crazy that I didn't already own that. I've just like kept you talking know myself I out do. of it. I've won. I know. It. 
I know you were to Disney World. But- <laughs> I did. Well, it's because, I mean, there's certainly comics where Magneto is stupid or, like, doesn't do the right thing. And, I mean, you know, people can argue about this, and, and I feel that. But I feel like the spirit of a Magneto was right shirt is basically, like, violence is justified if the person's trying to kill you. And that includes, like, the government trying to kill you. And that's yeah. pretty much what my politics are. Like, I'm against violence. I'm a pacifist, except in self-defense. And that version of self-defense includes... If the government is trying to kill you. so Which like, they are here. Which they are in, in many instances or whatever. So so that's basically what Magneto is right means to me. I know it doesn't mean that to everybody, but I'm just clarifying because this is a Magneto episode. So we may as well say what our politics are. Yeah, I mean, like for me, it's the same thing. I feel the same way. And I feel like this concept of Magneto was right is sort of that. I mean, Xavier was such a apologist, you yes. know, and he was like, he was like, we'll just have to do the peaceful thing. We have to yeah, do like what the peaceful, systems want. Like uh, if you're, if you stoop to violence, you're as bad as your oppressors, which like, I don't believe that that's well, I, true. I don't agree with that either. And I think this is very much being like for Magneto was right for me anyway. It's that, yeah, you can, you can do that, but it's not going to get shit done. Like yeah. it's not going to make things better. We're like, Magneto's like, no, we need to fight back. Like, we're not sitting here, like, even in this instance, in this episode, he's not telling people to, he's not, he's not telling mutants to go attack humans. He's telling mutants to protect themselves and attack the humans who are attacking other mutants. Because the protests, as you can see in this, they are like, sit pretty peaceful, and then the fucking cops show up, and then, like, shit gets unreal. Like, Mm -hmm. that is what's happening. And, like, Magneto was right. Magneto was right. That's what it ends on. It's like everything the X-Men tried to do in throughout this whole series did not work. Xavier's views did not work. And Xavier's on his deathbed turning to Magneto and be like, please don't be here with me right now. You need to get out there and fucking do what you said you were going to do because clearly I was wrong, you know? And it's like, and there's some there's some parts of Xavier that you do agree with, and I think that is what you were just saying. Like of you're course. like, yeah. I mean, like, of course I'm with him on equal rights, and I, I even understand him. Like, that's part of why the show works so well, is because right. it's so tempting to fall into that mindset of like, if we just follow the rules, like the rules should be fair, and people need to follow the rules so that we can all get what we deserve. But the 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 deck is stacked, basically. Like the rules right. as written are not fair. Like people People are discriminated against in official law. So, like, you can't fight back against that system by working within it. It's impossible. Yeah. As tempting as it may seem to be like, well, we just need to, like, you know, be nice enough or elect the right people. Like, sometimes... Does, it's not enough. Like sometimes you have to fucking get out there. Yeah, you have to a, do drop something. A, a boat on the Eiffel Tower, X Men style. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know either. But, you know what's actually really interesting is that somebody had saw see my tweet and they said that they didn't really like so much the Magneto is right stuff in the past twenty years because they didn't want to see like the Brotherhoods point of view winning. They want to see the X Men. They're here for X Men right, stories. Of course. But, yeah. But here's the thing: is that. Yeah, I, I mean, I stand by Magneto and his choices for the most part, and I think that Magneto was right. But within the X-Men themselves, and that is what we're even seeing in this episode, is that, like, obviously the two views aren't just Xavier and Magneto. Magneto is like, yeah, we need to fucking stand up. And there's, like, all these different points of view. And I mean, this is why the X-Men has fallen under leadership of Xavier and Magneto and Cyclops and Emma Frost and, and Kitty Pride yeah. and Storm and Logan, because all of those characters have had different points of view. Then there's, like, Callisto and the Morlocks, and she's like, completely disagrees with all of it, you know, yeah, or yeah. Mystique, you know, there are, are a lot of different ways that pe- that people are willing to go. I think Domino's also another good example because Domino's another character who's 
who's been fucked so bad by the American government for being a mutant, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I totally. feel like, yeah, you could sit there and be like, you know, well, what does the X-Men even mean to you? And really, when you read an X-Men title, you're not sitting there and be like, oh, I'm here strictly for the X-Men. You're here for, like, all the mutants fighting and for all their different rights because they all have different points of view, but they're all trying to accomplish the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. But I just, I just, Magneto was right. It's just crazy that it all led up to that. That it was like, it, is. it was like nothing worked. Magneto, go do your thing. I, I don't know. I just think, I just think it's a cool show because I mean, we've said it a thousand times, but the fact that this show starts with Beast getting arrested and being like, I'm just going to stay in jail. Don't worry about it, guys. For like almost the entire first season. And then to have the X-Men be against the cops, against the military, against institutional powers, just across the board because those powers are against them. Like those powers are creating laws that basically make their existence illegal. So like the mutants in this world, they can't just exist. They have to push back against those, those forces in order to live their fucking lives and like be studied scientifically by scientists who actually give a shit about them like beast and like have doctors who actually care about their needs and so on. Like, obviously the allegories are very very obvious here like for there's a lot of them all of them and it's just i don't know i i just think it's cool that this show takes that stand and yeah is like i agree against those powers because again i can't think of other kids shows that really do this in the same way and don't try to give you I think like the closest we get is maybe disney's gargoyles I yeah, think. but even Disney's Gargoyles, like, you have Elisa Maza, who's, like, the character who works within the system and is, like, shown to be good. And that's fine. Like, that's completely fine that the show does wants she to count, show that. Okay, I have a question. And this is, like, legitimate because I don't know the answer. But I mean, does, I haven't did, rewatched it in a while. Well, but it does, she's a detective. How closely does the line go with detectives and cops or detectives kind of off doing their own thing that are not associated with I cops. Mean, I think sometimes they are, but I think there's also a lot I of I think they are, but I feel like the problem in real life, like outside of Gargoyles, but like our actual real lives, is that so many of the systems and laws that cops, including detectives, which like in an ideal world, detectives would exist, but like the actual laws we have are yeah. built to discriminate against so many people that even if you're a good person who's trying to follow those laws, the laws themselves are bad. So you can yeah, never get around that. So even if you're in Elisa Maza, for example, you're still kind of fucked because like yeah. the laws themselves are fucked up. So like, I mean, like we don't even have an Elisa Maza on this show. There's like, I mean, exactly. every single, and I think that's really bold of them to not have a character. Like Xavier is actually the closest that they get. Like Xavier is the character. He works with the well, president. No, I, think, rich, I think technically you, know? you get like, uh, you have Senator Kelly who is against that's mutants, true. but then he changes his point of view, his perspective. He goes onto the mutant side right. by season two, which is important. That's because true. All the shit that Gyrick is like pulling up in this episode where he's like all these things that happen. Yeah. Most of them are caused by like the government. Like they they're caused sometimes by Gyrick or Trask yep. or what the fuck weren't Gyrick and Trask like fucking for a while over like how much they wanted to kill mutants. Like <laughs> that was much, a whole yeah. thing. I and mean, like think of even with Omega guys. Red, although Omega Red shit was just the government unleashing Omega Red around, yes, not and traumatizing him, and like yeah. even all of this fucking shit. Like, okay, Apocalypse is in his own category. We we have no explanation for that guy. Well, but, on this show, anyway, I I understand him now in the comic books, but yeah, yeah. But in a lot of other cases, like Omega Red is a good example where it's like this is a person who was captured and traumatized, and like or any of the Weapon X characters, do... like Silver Fox and Maverick and all that, just save 
Sabretooth is another great example. These are characters who were just built to be in a system that didn't see them as human. And then they become villains, quote unquote. But like, it's the system. I mean, that is what the show has always been saying. The, well, the only, I mean, the other shows that X-Men was pe- competing with directly was Gargoyles, which we said, but also right. uh, Batman, the animated series. And I have become... I mean, like, originally I loved Batman because, like, I loved all the Bat people and all that. And they're like, oh, Batman. And But the thing that makes Batman so interesting is all of its villains, right? And, yes. like, we're at the point that we recognize that aside from the Joker being a complete fucking lunatic, he's, like, actually, like, he should just be dead. They should just kill him because he's, well, like... he's, like, abusive and so on. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, but but a lot of the villains on that show have been now put in like more of a not a heroic point of view but well, like, like you, a you're on their one. side okay I mean, but like, also po- like, i would argue poison ivy was always right that was oh, never poison a ivy was always right, but like i think i think because of uh, specifically because of how in the past like decade and a half harley quinn has gone from like the joker psychic to a character to like that's an essentially an heroine of her own yeah, yeah. And, and has made all the other villains in that way and it has given us that perspective is really important so again that's you're looking at that same situation that the x-men are where it's like the systems are fucked up and they're like not helping these people mm-hmm. at all you know and like i think that is probably i haven't watched a lot of that new harley quinn show but that's like a lot I of really what that show is it. doing i've heard good things about it yeah me too and like but it's that same concept and that the batman the animated series was competing directly with x-men the animated series and they were doing very similar things very when you similar sit down and yet and you also look at them. very different when you think about it because batman is all about working within the system in order to try to improve it and batman also fails to do that but the x-men right. were never in the system that system right. already had rejected them from the jump. And so they had to find another way. And like, to me, that is just a story that speaks to me in so Same. many ways. So I don't know. It, I love it. And I really I liked the finale, like a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. Me too. I was really, cause I remember watching it as a kid. I don't think again, with almost every episode that I've watched of this show, I'm like, I don't feel like I understood the severity of what was even being fed to me as a kid. Yeah. And even when I went back and watched it as a teenager, we're like, oh, who's going to date now? But like when you sit down and take the show and look at it through the critical lens, it is very good. It yeah. is very good. And it, there's a reason why it still stands up. And it like this whole episode is yet another example of how X-Men the animated series is still completely relevant 25 years later. Yeah. Like it has been two and a half decades. And the shit that they are fighting for is stuff that is like coming to a head again right now and Mm -hmm. keeps on coming to a head and like that is what the x-men are about and this show very much gets that and i know x-men evolution is slightly goofier but it's still x-men it's still gonna get there it's gonna be a little bit different it's gonna be more child-friendly than this was i think but you know you know what honestly ryan like i feel like we might watch it and discover it's really dark also like i didn't think this show was gonna be as dark as it actually very dark you know (laughs) i mean there is that i mean like x-men is a is a bunch of really dark stories like it just it just is that like the themes are pretty grim i mean it's about kids being treated like they're the enemy from from birth essentially yeah and like them having to grow up with that and just be like this is how i'm perceived in society and i have to live with that and like how am i going to do that and that is just always going to be a dark story no matter what and i mean i mean yeah i mean the last episode we just watched was the cannibal one too where it was like yeah how quickly that turned on a dime also you know and it's kind of like you after watching that you can see how it escalated 
like it does that building that it happened in real life in this world like we kept on seeing uh, black lives for example right they have been fighting and pushing and fighting for everything and whenever something goes wrong or they are attacked they're it's getting bigger and bigger and now it's all come to a head yeah i mean it's also happened within the lgbtq community too it keeps happening to these marginalized classes because i i don't know it's 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 fucked up and you see that in the show you see it happen you see it building in this fucking season that we thought was going to be a bad season and it actually was very good you <laughs> I know. know you know what i recommend season five of the show I'm just gonna go ahead and say i recommend it i recommend the whole show we can talk about that more when we do a wrap-up episode on everything right. but, i mean uh, i was gonna actually say that like i don't think there was i mean there was a couple episodes i didn't like and we know which ones those were but for yeah, the most part i found pretty good yeah yeah i know but i i don't know so this episode left me in a, a state of like disarray for the rest of the day yesterday like i don't blame you i'd spent an hour and a half sobbing through it trying to like even make my way through it it was just i was like i don't know i just wish i could just take the episode and put it on my facebook wall and be like people please watch this like this is this is this show gets it It gets it gets it this is what we're going through part of what makes this episode so meaningful to us is that we watched it at the end of watching all these other i thought about that too it's like like, it's not to say this episode isn't meaningful but like part of why it feels meaningful is because we've watched these characters have this journey to this moment yeah. of realizing and we've seen things. all these different perspectives and things that are going through on throughout the world like yeah in terms of mutant rights so we can, we've been all over the place so then to come see here and be like yeah everything we just saw didn't work like yeah you know that's a lot that is all that is heavy shit you know so uh you're gonna give the episode a five or what <laughs> can i get about like a six out of five <laughs> sure we can give it a rare six out of five x's if that's even <laughs> possible um i guess we should also talk about who's gay the I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's so it's crazy because like the politics are so heavy in this that like I, I felt I was like, should we even put that section in here? But come I mean, on, Magneto and, and Xavier. And yeah. Magneto, though. Like, well, I mean, Gene straight up outs him. He's like, you love him, right? Like you're in love with him. <laughs> like that line that you quoted, like, I don't think people realize that's a word for word. Gene goes, I just realized something like that. I just realized something. You're gay. Hold on a second second i just realized you and charles have been fucking for the past 23 years and magneto's like well yeah <laughs> fuck off anyway i just i don't know i thought it was great i genuinely like the pairing even though charles xavier pisses me off i feel like magneto like kind of brings out the best in him in so many ways and like, i mean that's what happens in the episode he goes to does. his deathbed of his lover and he's like sitting there and like xavier is like please go do the fight. thing that you yeah like please fight fight for me and like yeah. you know i i don't know it's it's such a moment it's and that magneto is willing to be there he yeah. like stops his whole agenda to go be there for xavier that is pretty fucking gay it's pretty gay and also magneto instantly being like yeah i would die for him 
I'm ready. Like, in I'm a fucking second, ready and for she this. Is like, okay. And Cyclops is like, wow, I wish we said that at, at like the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. But like, there's also that earlier moment where Cyclops and Logan are just really gay for each other really quick. But uh, that was just like, okay, in I the don't background. know what that was about. There's also a morph in Logan where they like remind us that they're also still fucking. Yeah. Like, I mean, I liked all of it. It was kind of like it's the season finale. They want to give us like the great pairings of your. Like, they want to make sure we I remember. I mean, seriously. And it's like we even got like the Gene Scott Wolverine are all fucking in a threesome other, right which, now. Like, now I know. they canonically are. So like all is right with the world in X. Yeah, seriously. Although fuck off to Cyclops. I do not agree with him in this episode whatsoever. He can fuck right off. I know. But that's not the who's gay section. The point no, it's is, not. For- well, he was in there for a second fucking Logan. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh your dick does not allow you you are not allowed to put your dick in him anymore, Logan. <laughs> Yeah, so Charles and Magneto win that one, I would say. Um, and that seems only only fair, given that the entire series was really about the romance between the two of them. So, makes a lot of sense. Did we did we do it? Are we, we did. And I, 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 could, I could have done a character spotlight on Sunfire, but I was like, I don't feel like doing that. I was like, this episode just needs to be on its own. Yeah, you know? I hear you. I hear you. And plus, we had plenty to talk about as it was. Um, we do. So. And so speaking speaking of which, so I, I'm going to let you all know kind of like what's coming down the pipeline here, because you're all probably wondering like, okay, X-Men the Animated Series is over. We've been with you for like two and a half years. So now what? So <laughs> there's actually quite a few things. Um, we're going to actually, after this, do a wrap up episode on our thoughts about the series as a whole mm-hmm. that will follow this. And then we're actually going to do the two episodes from Spider-Man, the animated series that crosses over with X-Men, the animated series. So we're briefly going to see Xavier alive again. Yep. And we're also going to see Logan. We're going to see, we're going to see our faves again. We're going to get to see the X-Men hanging out with Spider-Man, hanging out with Peter Parker, seeing what that's like. Then at some point, I believe after the wrap up episode, we're going to have a a special surprise episode for you. Yeah. Um, And then we are going into X-Men evolution. Yes. But we should, did you say we're going to do a listener mail somewhere in the mix? Yeah. And then we're going to X-Men evolution which I am excited about. I'm very excited for that because I too. love that show. And I think it'll be fun. Like, it'll be fun to just watch something with a different tone, different style. Like, not that yeah. I haven't been enjoying X-Men the animated series because I really have, but I'm super curious about, like, what do the X-Men the look politics like on that show? after, yeah, like in the 2000s? Like, what were what were the themes that were coming up then? Plus, the live action movies had come out by that point. Well, I can tell you right now that X-Men Evolution, we talk about this show being gay. X-Men Evolution is intentionally gay because that was sort of like when the gay rights movement was moving again it's yeah. like you know because it was like the early to mid 2000s and obviously that ended up leading up to like gay marriage being legalized and so on and yeah so, forth. so like that's what we're looking at. and also wolverine and the x-men i think is in the middle of that mm-hmm. although wolverine and the x-men is dark as shit because that one just straight up opens up with the or- introduction of the mrd which just like is cops that get to kill mutants oof well that's that'll be fun uh yeah we'll get but to anyway, that so <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, there are a million things you can do to help support the show. <laughs> it's so yeah, true. And also, you can... Let me just pull this up because I don't have it open. Um, well, I can remember a couple of things right off the top. So, you can email us at themutantages at gmail.com. You can also yes. head on over to mutantages.com and you can find a bunch of stuff over there on the right-hand side. You can find that Discord channel link that we've been talking about. We've been talking about the Discord quite a bit in this episode. But um, yes. it's, it's definitely worth joining that and uh, we also have a couple other ways that you can contact us for example we have a voicemail inbox which is 1-508- 
319-1668 and we play those voicemails on our listener feedback episodes so it's definitely definitely fun to to call in and and let us hear the the sound of your wonderful voices and we have a physical mailbox we have a p.o box which is p.o box 3344 natick massachusetts 01760 so you know send us some physical mail send us an action figure send us a letter send us a postcard (laughs) send us an action figure send us anything mr sinister send us a drawing of mr sinister on a postcard for example if you don't want to buy anything that's also completely acceptable we will appreciate those but you can also tell us your thoughts on the ending of x-men the animated series because those of you watching along with us are probably going to have a lot to say. And if you have every strong feelings about it, we want to hear about that. Yeah, we do. And what are the other ways that you could tell us about those feelings? Social media. Yeah, we're everywhere. (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, everywhere. We're taking over the world. And we're individually on these places. I am at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. I am at Mitty Myers on Twitter and Instagram, and we also have a YouTube channel. Ryan's got his own vlog channel that he didn't mention, but it's pretty cool and it exists. Except we also have a Mutant Ages YouTube channel, which is truly the companion piece to this show because we do all the X-Men video games on there. We're doing Let's Plays of all of them in order, just like this show, except it's a video of us playing games and talking about them. It's pretty yeah. great. There's a bunch of other stuff on there. Yeah, we could do like little parody videos on there of the X-Men. Sometimes you go back and reread or en- enjoy old content that we made that is still X-Men related. Yeah. And we even sometimes match up our show to actual animated clips from the TV show. Um, so the Patreon, though, we got to talk about the Patreon. Very so, important, especially right now during, I don't know, this whatever COVID the fuck is happening. Horror. Yeah. If you happen to have disposable income and you can afford to support the show, we appreciate and love you very, very much. And you should go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and kick us a buck if you can. And if you can, you're going to get some really snazzy rewards. Like we have podcasts where we just talk about movies. We read old fan fictions and fictions that we wrote when we were teenagers. We make fun of ourselves. There's bonus videos on there. Ryan uploads his notes that he takes on episodes. Those are really funny. There's a bunch of cool Patreon backer only content that is special and for the people who can afford that. And the highest tier donors get a shout out on the podcast. That's Let's right. hear it. Our top tier, <laughs> if you made it sound like a game show, it's like our top tier contestants of the show today are Soren B, Samuel B, Ian C. All right. Also, please, please, if you enjoy this show, Tell your friends, but also if you can leave us a review or a yes. star rating on whatever you listen to the show on, that would be Apple fantastic. Podcasts, Facebook also allows for reviews and ratings. Yeah. We're a completely fan-supported show, so it's all your support that continues to make us visible and also continue to grow as a production. So, you know, yeah. thank you for that. Yes, amazing, perfect. Um, did we forget anything, or did we get it all? I don't know. I think that's it. I think it's time to go ruminate and everything that we just experienced and get ready for the future it's time for yes get ready for the fucking future magneto was right people get ready magneto was right order your t-shirts go fucking fight the good fight you know stand by your brothers and sisters and like don't fucking stand down basically remember that human life is more important than property more important than anything else stand up for your rights and stand against anyone who is against that shit because fuck yeah. them fuck and that. we'll see you next time <laughs> da, 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 da. 
Call me Wolverine. The beauty.